There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, mamas. There is a feeling I get after I interview a really inspiring woman that I'm slightly addicted to. Someone recently asked me, what is your favorite thing to do in your business? And this is it. I absolutely love finding, interviewing, and talking to women who just make me think anything is possible. Women who have changed their circumstances, changed their health, changed their life, and in the process also become mothers and continue to be the mothers they want to be. This just inspires the hell out of me, which is why I had to interview today's guest, Peter Kelly. Peter is a fierce example of what is possible. She has been able to create such phenomenal success at such a young age, a millionaire in her 20s, able to retire her mother, traveling the world now, married with a daughter, She has worked hard to get where she is. And I watched her success for a long time. Before she was a mother, she had this really fierce, independent energy that was amazing to witness. But since motherhood has come along, there's been a softening. There's been an inclusion of more surrender more going with the flow rather than always being in the hustle. And that's what I wanted to talk to her about. How has someone who has created so much success for herself in her life managed motherhood and what has it taught her? And oh, you will love her answers. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Peter, the reason why I really wanted to speak to you for my podcast is because at the core of it, what I'm most passionate about is this evolution that happens when we become mothers, especially women of our generation who have been taught to 
climb the ladder, get out there, take on the world. There is no glass ceiling. Let's just go and fight for our place. And then along comes motherhood and a new part of us opens up and often a new way of thinking about the world and what success looks like. So I know that that's exactly what you've been through. So first of Mm -hmm. all, for those who don't know your story, it's phenomenal. You were a self-made millionaire by the age of 25. So looking back at that now, what was that that propelled you to get to that level of success by that age? Um, Well, I think a lot of it was what we were talking about before we hit record, Um, just work ethic, like just sheer sheer work ethic and determination. I just, I've always been um, blessed to have that. I was raised by a single mom of four children. And so I never was raised with any, you know, excuses. Like my mom just always did what she had to do. And we always saw that. And we just, we just had a mom who knew how to work and, um, as, as much as she knew how to work, she was still so present for us. Like she just, she really did it all. Like we all played all the sports. We went to great schools. Like she was so there for us and, you know, still worked really long days every day. So I had a great role model in terms of my work ethic. And so when it came time for me, like, I, you know, I started off in science and I, I was doing a PhD and I was, it was just always the same. I was just, you know, I set a goal and I went for it and I just stayed super focused. So I think, you know, it's just when, when you're feeling a lot, when I was feeling aligned in anything I was doing, I, I just went for it. I just had a fire and that was really what fueled me. And I get really heated when I'm speaking, when I'm keynoting or anything. And I, I always almost cry on the stage and I just say like, you know what, if, and I look at the people, I'm just like, if you're really struggling to find motivation, like you just don't have a fire, like you don't, care enough because the you don't need these motivational videos and inspirational videos when it's like a click for you like when you really want to be doing what you're doing and you really care about it you do it and that's why I feel like if we're struggling to get motivated it's just what we're doing a lot of the time is not for us and when we can really be wherever it is in alignment for our soul and then you know it's clear and it's a click then it's we just got to stop adding so much fluff to the simplicity of just just move just do what it is and I've noticed myself like yeah I um you know that was part of my journey my PhD was part of my journey when I got when that stopped feeling aligned for me I, I got really unmotivated and I and I couldn't do it anymore and then you know building my first business I had a big vision to mobilize my generation and to teach them that there was a better way and a more freeing way than just following the system and the standards and the guidelines that have been laid out for us that didn't feel aligned for us as a collective. But I also had a big vision to retire my mom, um, single mom of four, as I said, someone who really deserved a break. So I was lit up, but there also came a point where I was to transition onto other businesses. And so it's always a matter of find where it's in alignment for you to serve and create and give and go for it at whatever capacity is in alignment with your goals. So, you know, there's been times where I've had big goals, which obviously my mid twenties was definitely one of those times. And then there's been times where I've been like, you know what? I don't have any goals right now. My goal is to be as present as I can, which, you know, cue motherhood, right? It's, it's my goal is to be as present as I can. And so it's just, it's all about alignment with our goals. And then we just match our fire and our effort with that. And that's, that's, that's how it's always been. 
Looking back at all of those times, you personally, obviously externally massive success, being able to retire your mum by the age of 26. When you look at that now, though, how was your your health, your balance, that that yin and yang that we need in life when you look back at it now? You know what? It's funny because I... I would like if you had asked me this last year, I would have said, Oh, wow, you know, I was so imbalanced. I was so in my masculine. All I did was work and, you know, I burned out, which partly, partly is true. Like, I really, I really had a lot, harness a lot of masculine energy. I was very, you know, get out of my way, you know, just get shit done. Very, that, that came very easy to me. But I look back at how I was able to go at such a capacity, and it was because I was booking trips to Bali and living on the beach and taking breaks to go to the beach and eating very well and taking really good care of my body. And so the fact that I was, you know, really getting stuck into my vision for a long part of the day, I was, I have always been really good at self-care. Mm-hmm. The, the part where I required better self-care was probably, you know, again, I look back and I'm like, did I need more self-care? But that was, I was single. I was on a mission. Like that's just part of life. Like that was my journey back then. Yeah. You know, I had a couple of times where I would like, it was, it was either burned out or full out for me. Mm-hmm. But I look back and I'm like, that, that was perfect. I mean, how else do we learn about balancing our energies if we don't, you know, experience that. So looking back, you know, I've, I've, I used to just beat myself up and be like, Oh no, I was totally masculine. Like I, you know, I had no feminine, but no, the feminine element of my work was that I felt the earth. I felt people and I, I nurtured myself in such a way that I had such big boundaries around um, my health. I ate, I ate so clean, you know, I, I made sure I went to the beach and made sure I had time in nature. So as much as I would, I do a did appear to myself and others as like such a workaholic. There was, there was a lot of nurturing there. Um, and so, you know, I, I was <laughs> there. Yeah. So as much as I can acknowledge that I had some improvements to make in terms of, you know, maybe turn the computer off by 10 back then I was single. I was on a mission. Like it was perfect. You know, I love that you've said that because I do think we're really hard on ourselves when we look back at where we've come from. But in fact, Life is about seasons and cycles. Yeah. And in that season and cycle of your life, that's exactly how you could show up. And yes, some of us do it with more burnout than others. I know for yeah. me, it was the balance wasn't right. And so it did take me a bit to figure that one out. But it was also, as you said, my 20s, my early 30s, that was what it was meant to be at that time yeah. of our life. Yeah, it, it, we should own all parts yeah. of this experience, shouldn't we? Totally. And, and like... People often ask too, like if you didn't work like you did then, would you have had the success? And so you have to also give credit to yourself for, you know, for just showing up as you were equipped to show up at the time. And, you know, not everyone is, I mean, no one is born with like, I know how to perfectly harmonize my masculine feminine energy. Like (laughs) when are we taught to do that? So it's like, you know, we have to learn it and we learn it through okay, that didn't work. Or maybe I was a little bit tired. And, but I do feel yeah, like you're so right. There's, there is times in our life where it feels good to just hustle. And like, I was thinking to myself the other day, yeah, you know, right now I'm loving, like I'm, I, I've got my book out and gone on book tour, but, and I'm doing a few, you know, speaking things that feel lined, but I'm really like a 85% no person right now because I'm leaving space 
for that next thing that's going to really light my fire. And like I've, I've been feeling, you know, and because I want to spend obviously a lot of time with my daughter, but I've, I, I've been thinking to myself, wow, I, I know there's going to be a time where I'm going to have like really late nights, really early mornings and just go, go, go all day long again when that, when that next fiery thing comes. But it's seasons. Like right now I'm leaving space for that and trying to move a little bit slower and really, really tapping into my more feminine side, which I'm really enjoying. But like there's going to come a time again where I'm going to be so hot on something that, you know, my days are going to look different. Yeah, and that's the balance that I think we all need to embrace is that there's seasons and cycles within your day, within your month, within your year and within your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But So I'm fascinated to hear how someone who, yes, although was very good at looking after themselves physically, how has it been to move into the space of motherhood? You and I very briefly before we hit record were talking about the reality of when you get sick as a mum and you simply don't have the time to just lie on the couch and Netflix binge for a few days until you get better again. I mean, even that alone has changed everything. But what, what happened when motherhood came along for you? Oh, I mean, motherhood is really the greatest ever. Um, you know, I know that motherhood brings us challenges, which is all different for everybody. But for me, it's, you know, and I'm asked this question a lot, what's the number one thing? And I think motherhood instantly puts into perspective what matters and what doesn't like it only takes one glance at your child to to instantly like filter through all of the requests that are coming at us and what matters and what doesn't and my friend Lorraine she said to me one time like I every single hour away from my child better produce an amazing return on investment for me and Mm -hmm you know, as a businesswoman. And I, you know, I, I always play that over my head. Like, is this hour away from my child? Or is this, you know, is it going to return a good return on investment? Like, is it a Facebook scroll or is it like a meaningful interview or like a really productive um, session? Or is it, or is it a nice meditation session that helps me become centered? Or is it like a nice little workout or yoga? Or is it, you know, a dinner with my husband? All these things which, re- which return a really good return on investment in terms of well-being and fulfillment and happiness and so I started to, to really look at my time and, you know, before you become a mom, it's like, really like, where do we, where do we put our time? It's crazy. But <laughs> so that's, that's what being a, being a mom does. It just like, I always think to myself, the world has so many people to, to follow on social media and to inspire them today. And my child only has one mom. So, you know, I'm, it's just, there's just so much that doesn't matter. And having a child, it, it basically gives you permission, really, permission that perhaps we never gave ourselves before, before having a child is like, well, you know, this, this just doesn't matter. And this hour, like it, it, it allows you to really own your time more because you have, you're so excited to be with this, this child, but you're also a lot more, I felt I've been a lot more intentional with, with what I do, where my energy goes. Um, how effective and efficient I am and just the fact that so much doesn't matter when you have this little child looking at you and, and just, you know, they don't give a shit what you do for a living. You know, our, ch- our child, it's important and I always want soul to like to watch me in my, in my genius and in my flow and in my tap and serving and giving and creating. But, it, but right now in her life, she wants a present, thriving, loving mom. And that's, 
such important work. And for someone who's always been really, you know, I love my work. um, And it's always so important to me. Being a mom is like grooming, like loving and nurturing the next generation. It just, it doesn't get much more important than that to me. So I really want to talk to you about that because myself included, but a vast majority of the women that I speak to find the struggle of losing a part of their their identity. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. you might feel very identified with your role, with your job. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a big challenge for me. I was very much the journalist, the hard worker, the ambitious person. And then when motherhood came along, um, to kind of rejig that self-identity, to rethink who I am and what I'm here to do and be okay with a different pace. You said before that there are times where you don't have big goals. How have you balanced that that sense of I am here for a big purpose? Because I know you have a big purpose in this life and you know that within yourself. How have you changed your thinking about your time and your role and your identity now that you've also got the big purpose of motherhood? I think it all blends, you know, like it's, it's all, it's all one big purpose. I feel like our purpose is, is not so much in what we're doing, but how we're doing it. It's just like how we are living. Like it's, we are, you know, we are always living. I, well, to me, it's like, it's just, it's all part of one big purpose to, to just, you know, we're making an impact when we're just with our child. We're making an impact when we are when we are living our purpose or whatever we are doing, but I feel like it's just, it's just harmonizing it all in one, you know, harmonized flowing life. And so, you know, I, I don't feel like I lost my identity. I think I, you know, I am lucky to have, you know, we were talking before a, a great support system around me so that when I do need to jump on podcast interviews or do something for my book, I, I can do that. Um, and then, return to my child and that's you know such a blessing and you know we'll probably talk about that but I I I feel like it's all just one and I really very much feel like my mothering journey and my child fuels all the other work I do because my work is so much about you know allowing us and inspiring us and, and guiding us to be a more thriving collective for our planet and for our children and there's nothing more inspiring to me than waking up to the next generation in my bed every day. And I can just look in her eyes and I just, I, I want to do more. I want to create more. I want to, I, I never ever want to stop doing the work that I'm tapped on the shoulder to do. But at the same time, being her mom, you know, is, is, is so impactful, not just to her life, but to the world. Like we are loving these children and you know, is that that's important. So I feel like they're both just, they're both just one. Like I, I have creations born through me in the form of businesses and books. And I have to me, the greatest creation born through me, which was my child. And I know I'm going to have many more. So it's, it's just, to me, it's just one. And you know, I just, I just feel so privileged to be a mom. Um, I feel so grateful that I get to do both because, you know, you know, I, I, I get to like wake up, with soul and feed her and play with her. And I get to do a little bit of creating and then I get to play with her and, and jump on some calls and I get to play with her and put her to sleep and feed her around the clock. And I, I just get the best of both. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And they both very much feed into feed into the other. Like the people always ask me, what was your inspiration for completing your book? And 
I say, when I got pregnant with Sol, I completed my book. Like it was like, okay, I have, I have a six month deadline. It was that quick. It was like complete the book. And then I had to edit it while she was a newborn, but there was no greater inspiration than having then, then that journey for me, it was like, get this book out because what if something happened to me in the next year or two? Like I would, I would want to make sure that I had this book. So both very much in, you know, my mothering journey very much feeds my work. Um, and also to be honest, my mothering journey is the greatest harmonizer for my work because it's, it's what, it's what reminds me to live and, not just continuously be, you know, what can I create? What can I do? It's like, no, I don't, I don't always have to be filling the pockets of my life with like new things to create and new businesses and stuff like that. No, no, no. Like it's like, like just living life is just what is such a big part of our work, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's what we often don't get as women now we we do feel like we need to be out there doing more we don't value motherhood we don't value being a partner and a wife we don't value the day-to-day parts of nurturing and nourishing the people that we love there's there's a massive disconnect somewhere along the line where we've just been valued for our outward outward success and so you you're, you have a beautiful way of motivating and and speaking directly to the to the souls of people. So I would love to hear your thoughts for the women that are listening and and don't have the privilege of a business that lights them up, who don't mm-hmm. feel like their their greater purpose is being fulfilled. I just think it's so important to remind us all that, as you've beautifully said, there is no greater purpose then making sure your children are healthy, happy, compassionate, authentic, connected to themselves, believe in themselves. There is no greater Mm -hmm. purpose, is there? And I I wish we could all just pull our Instagram pressure that we put on ourselves to get out there (laughs) and build this and do that. And remember that at the core of it, that's what we're here to do as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. My friend Zoe, um, Zoe, I was on a panel with her one time in Bondi. We were talking about this and she said, just let yourself mother. That's what she said to the audience. And it was, I just, it really resonated with me. It was, she was just like, just let yourself mother. Like, like we're, we're not going to get this time back again where we can, you know, we, we can mother. And sure, I get it. Like I have times during the day where I need to be able to just sit and have just a little bit of writing time. Um, but I feel the most successful when I am, you know, just sitting on the grass playing with soul and you know i it it, sometimes it does take uh, you know that reminder of this is such a privilege to be able to mother and everybody has different journeys you know what i mean you know some mums are just bursting at the seams like but i just want to start a business i just want a purpose and don't feel like they have a village to support them which is where we need to you know step it up as a society and and make that more priority of, of ensuring women have support so that they can go and duck out and have a meditation or a yoga session or walk on their own or, you know, time with their partner if they have one or whatever, you know, it's just, it's because then we are more enjoying our mothering journey. Like for me, every minute I get with soul, I'm like, yes, because I do allow myself to, fill up my tank outside of my mothering journey as well, you know? And, but that's the, those words by Zoe have always resonated with me from when I just early became a mom. She just, she was like, just like revel in motherhood. 
Mm. You know, revel in the nappies, revel in the um, sore nipples. Like just revel, just revel in it because you know every fucking every mum says this. It goes so fast, and it's so true. Like I looked in Sol's mouth today, and she's popping another tooth, and I'm like, oh my god, you are gonna have a mouth full of teeth like tomorrow. Like you just got two bottom teeth. It just it moves so fast, and it's just you know we're we're always going to have things to create and everything like that. So, so my advice for women is just like, I get it. I so get it when you're like, you know what? I want to be more than just a mother. I want to create stuff and write. And it's like, well, how can you perhaps ask for more support so you can have that time, whether it's each day or whether it's just once a week or perhaps, I don't know. Again, mums know how to do this better, but when your child's sleeping, can you sit and whatever it is, write, read, create, dance like research you know whatever it is can you just give gift yourself that and the most important thing is don't feel guilty about about prioritizing the fact that you do want to thrive as a mom you know it's it's important to you that you thrive as a mom and if you do ask people to you know if you're asking a an in-law or a friend hey can you watch my child while i go to yoga don't feel guilty about that because going to yoga is it's not just like a frivolous, selfish thing. It's like, no, no, because I want to be a thriving mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think we've got to lose the guilt around that because we want our children to see us thriving, you know? And that's one of the greatest gifts we can give to them. And as we were talking about before we got on the call, a lot of the time we you know, people are like, oh, you have a nanny, you know, you're so lucky. Some of us, some of us have to, um, you know, I had someone comment early on in my parenting journey on my post, Peter, you're so lucky because some of us have to go back to work, um, after we have babies. And I just sort of thought, no, some of us, um, can't rest and relax like you can. And it just it hit a nerve in me. Cause I was like, what do you mean rest and relax? Like I'm a, I'm a mom. Like, and I have businesses and I have creative endeavors tapping me on the shoulder. I'm just about to publish my first book. What are you talking about? Rest and relax. Because I'm like, we're all meant to be this sisterhood. And I had these mothers like basically saying, well, it's so easy for you, Peter, not realizing that we're all creating our lives. And it, you know, we've got to stop that. We've got to stop. Oh, easy for some. You know, we've got, we've got to stop that shit. And we've got to take responsibility for how can I, either ask for more support, create a different story or, or prioritize my thriving a bit more and stop just being this, this, you know, like, Oh, it's easy for some, you know what I mean? And like, cause that's, it's, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? And it's not rewarding. Oh, and it's actually very toxic. It keeps you yeah. stuck in the same story. I would love to hear a bit more of your thoughts on how you do change stories. If you can see that there's a mindset, a story, a belief, an old pattern that is keeping you stuck. Because I know this is one of the big things you've done in your life is to be able to change your story around money, success, ease, um, your purpose, all of that. If, if you can recognise in yourself that there's a story or a pattern that's keeping you stuck in the belief that you don't have any support or that you don't have enough time or that this could never happen for me. Where do we start? Firstly, it's to recognize that your, your stories like are your beliefs basically that you think over and over again, and they've now become true for you. And they're, they're literally instructing your life right now. So whether it's your story around, 
motherhood, whether it's your story around money, whether it's your story around success, it's a, it's a story and a belief that you've been repeating, 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 repeating. So now it's instructing your life and life is giving you evidence of it. And, you know, it's when I think about um, how we get our stories, they're either borrowed from society, the collective, or they are inherited from our parents or our family or communities, or we create them. And very few people are creating their own stories. Most people are walking around with borrowed stories. It's the same with pregnancy. You know, I was so fortunate to have a mom and the story I inherited from her around pregnancy was that it is the healthiest time of your life. And it is so like you nourish yourself and you take the best care of yourself that you ever do in your life when you're pregnant. And so I could not wait to be pregnant. And I, you know, I just, I thrived being pregnant because the story I was telling myself over and over again was just that like, I'm, this is my thriving time. And I really have never felt as good as I ever did while I was pregnant. It was true. And so the story that my mom gave, gifted me so much impacted my experience. And the same thing with birth. I had a mom who had four births in the hospital, but natural. And, um, just, she never spoke about it being horrendous. It being, she just was like, it's just the most beautiful, miraculous thing. And that's not her being like a, my mom's very no bullshit. Like she's not someone who, who's like a fairy, but she was like, Peter, I'm not going to tell you that it was awful. Like it, it, we give birth, we're women, like that's what we do. And when you get a child at the end of it, she's like, I don't have awful memories about it. And so although it's unfortunate, a lot of mums do, I get a lot of mums are traumatized after birth. I was very lucky to have one who gave me stories about birth that were that had me feeling so excited to give birth. So these stories around pregnancy and childbirth that I had were very rewarding for me. And I have no doubt they played such a big role in the fact that I did have a beautiful, thriving vegan pregnancy, had a beautiful home birth that I would do over and over and over and over again if I could. Um, But I, you know, and the thing is that so many of us have this, well, that's just, you know, to be really honest, like so many people are just not willing to take responsibility for their story. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Mother nature will school us. You know, if, you know, there's a lot of people whose birth don't go to plan and they do have good stories. I get it. Like I'm, I get it. But a lot of the time we just have shit stories and we're not willing to change them. And then we're wondering why life is responding to our shit stories around money, around pregnancy. Like, People have preg- pregnancy stories. Well, you should. You just got to get fat. You just got to eat lots of ice cream. You're supposed to feel sick and spew up. You're supposed to have morning sickness. And, and then they wonder why their experience is exactly that. So, you know, I get really fired up about it because I'm just like, fuck. Like, I get that a lot of it. We don't, there's a lot of, we, there's a lot that we don't have control over in life. A lot. But there's a lot that we do. And if we could just take, check in, like, what are the stories and beliefs I'm constantly telling about pregnancy, about childbirth, about motherhood, about money, about success, about other people, about myself, and how could I upgrade them so they're more rewarding for me in my life? And then perhaps life will start giving us different evidence. You know, I firmly, firmly believe that. Mm, beautiful. I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and I do think that most of it comes from our reluctance to look deeper into our stories. It's something uh, about human nature that just thinks it's easier if we just keep going along with our shitty patterns than try and change them. And that's where we really need to look. Um, 
before I dive into the last questions about motherhood, I really want to hear your thoughts about what you think is happening in the world with women at the moment. I find it so exciting to see such different conversations happening around women and our ability to create a life that does balance everything. And I do feel that we're at the start of a really empowering time. That's not to say that it isn't still a big fight in some ways, but I do feel like we're at the beginning of some major changes. And I feel as mothers, that is going to be our greatest role is that if we keep looking at our own stories and reprogramming ourselves and believing that we can do bigger and better, then we will pass that on to the next generation and hopefully be able to have a better world. I'd love to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. on that. I agree. I think the sisterhood is like really emerging. I think women are really starting to value the importance of having women in our lives that we can love and support and not tear down and compete with. And I think women are starting to really appreciate this, this value of the sisterhood, like this, like women who, as I said, chills go down my legs as I said that, just women who like they're here to support other women, no matter what, like no agenda, just, just let me love you. Let me support you. What do you need? Mm. And so I think we're really seeing that I'm, I'm personally really seeing that. Like I, I'm, and perhaps it's, you know, around my, around my pregnancy, around my birth, you know, that's what I experienced because that's what I was expecting and looking for. And that was the story I was telling was that, and I, you know, I had people, Hey, people who gave birth a week before me message me and say, Peter, like, I just want to share with you what helped breathing this and that. And it was just, I was like, yeah, I can't wait. And then now when I have people who are about to give birth, I'm like, let me know if you need anything. Like, even if you're in labor, like, just, just let, like text me, whatever. Like, I just feel so like that's, that's our role, like to support Mm -hmm. each other. And so I feel like we're, you know, we're really starting to value and appreciate that, that sisterhood and like, just, just let's just be there for each other. But secondly, I feel like we're softening, which is so important. Like, as a, as a woman who finds it very easy to access my masculine, I ha- the work I'm doing now is I'm really just unraveling to my feminine, which, you know, I feel the earth so deeply. That's, that's such a feminine part of me, but in terms of my day-to-day, and I said to my husband yesterday, we were hiking, I said to him, you know what, I feel so much better when I'm not trying to do things like a man. I was like, you know, I, mm-hmm. even throwing weights around the gym, like it kudos to people who want to do that. I used to do that. But for right now, I said, you know, I feel like what what we are meant to do as women is be women. And that doesn't mean not be successful and, you know, just go after what we want and out earn our husbands if that's the way it's going to go, um, do boxing or whatever. But it means like we the world is wanting us to soften, you know, and I created a, a Facebook group called The Earth S Co for this reason, where the high-performing women can soften. Like, we, our men, they want us to soften. The world wants us to soften because that's our gift to the world. Like that's how we heal the world is through our like divine and very unique ability to soften. And so I said to my husband, I said to him recently, honey, I just feel like women are moving like men and trying too hard to be men because we're, we're so on this, like, let's be equal to men. And, you know, and I am like hundred percent for that. Like women shouldn't be getting paid less than men. Like, of course I'm singing that song, but are we sometimes trying to be like men? And is that really like, 
do we feel good about that? And I, and I've just been having this conversation with my husband. Like I know he feels more empowered in our relationship when I am like, when I do take the effort, make the effort to soften a little bit and, you know, let him choose where we go to dinner and open the car door every once in a while, you know, and for me, I feel better about myself when sometimes in the morning, like I don't just go into the gym unconscious, throw weights around, listening to a super masculine podcast about success. Like in the morning lately, what's been making me feel good is just waking up and just getting on the yoga mat, put on some music and just, and I've never been a yoga person, by the way, like this is part of my like feminine healing. Like I'm, I used to not be able to sit through an hour yoga class because I was so unable to slow like this, but I just go in and I, sometimes I just move my hips and I'm just, I'm focusing on like, what is my, what is my woman? Like, what is my feminine? What does my goddess want today? Rather than, well, I, this is my workout plan and this is what I'm going to eat. And it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. so I feel like we're, we're, we're being asked to soften as well. And, and remember that we can be super powerful women, but still soft. Exactly. I think that's exactly the conclusion that we'll come to is that we can rule, be strong, be fierce, be all of those things, but from a completely different way. And as I like to say, up until now, the definition of success for mothers was to return to the work and pretend they weren't mothers. And I think that that Mm. is just, you know, to go back into the workforce and just push that aside. No, I'm not a mother and I'm not a woman. I'm back here pretending I'll fight like a guy again. And I think that's what, oh, that gives me goosebumps. That's what's starting Mm. to break is that we're not not willing to do that anymore. Oh, we could talk for so much longer, but I will will wrap it up. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, The Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. What has mamahood taught you about yourself? Oh, God. (laughs) I haven't haven't been asked this question before. It's a good one. Um, I think... Motherhood has taught me about myself, like what it feels to be truly successful for me. Like for me, my work and, you know, writing a book and speaking on stages, it's all fun and good. And, you know, I love impacting people like that. And the feedback, I just, you know, it's, it's great, but I never feel as successful doing anything as I do when I'm just like super present sitting out in nature with my child like Mm. it's taught me that like the richness taught me about myself that I so value the richness in simplicity and 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 in those moments and that you know my work like it's that's where my deepest fulfillment comes that's but I can still do all the other stuff because it's it's a calling right but my deepest fulfillment comes sometimes in making dinner for my family you know and which if you asked me that a couple of years ago I would have been like I don't have time to cook what are you talking about I don't have time to cook like do you really think a busy woman like me has time to cook like really proud of it like Mm -hmm. like how dare you assume that someone as busy as myself would have time to cook you know like that was me but now I'm like I can't wait like tonight like as soon as we get off this call I'm going to 
um, go and grab my child and sit her up and we're going to cook. You know, she's seven months old, so she'll, she'll watch, obviously, but we're going to cook dinner for my husband. And, and I actually enjoy that. Yes. And so it's, that's what motherhood has taught me is that, that about where I really do find fulfillment is in the soft, simple, rich moments of life. Oh, I totally agree. And the old feminist in me would have been outraged at this very <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, actually, I want to do this. This is an important part of my life. No, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before you became a mama then, what would it be? Um, oh, that's another good question. I think just, uh, yeah, I think just, I mean, don't worry. Like I think uh, my parenting style is very much trust nature and it's just very, very much like what would mother nature do right now? And that's, mm. that's my style for everything. But I think even in times like, you know, when, when soul's like going through phases where she's not sleeping as good and my husband and I are trying to figure it out. Well, maybe if she had a long nap or I think, you know, I just tell myself just, you're not going to give a shit about that, that in five years. Like you, you're just, you know, you're doing your best, always do your best and just always come back to the privilege it is to be a mom and the privilege it is to um, be awake in the middle of the night. And, I, and I've ever since day one, I've been a mom. I've always said this, like every time I wake, have to wake up, however many times it is during the night, I'm so grateful because some mums, and this is might get deep and dark, some mums are like longing for that feeling. Like some women are longing for that and they didn't get it and they, they, they're not able to have that privilege or perhaps they lost a child. So when I am up in the middle of the night getting frustrated because it's like my fifth wake or whatever and I've got something big on the next day, I just, to always come back to that immediately, like what a privilege it is to be a mum. And think of all the women who would kill to be in your shoes right now and waking up to a child in the middle of the night. And that's what I remind myself of every day. Um, but I think before becoming a mom, I don't know, I just think, I think I would just tell myself, just have the most fun possible. Just have the most fun possible being a mom. And although, yeah, we're not going to spiritually bypass the fact that there's challenging, <laughs> challenging times, you know, like tough shit that happens when you're a mom, every mom does. But just how much fun can I have? Um, and often I think that that's, that's the greatest solution. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe we'll all sleep through the night if we can just be lighter about it and stop, stop trying to be like scientists trying to figure it out. Like, let's just chill out, be grateful, have fun and see what solutions come from that, you know? Oh, so perfect. We do take it very seriously, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We take it very seriously. Okay. So and not go on Google. Probably that's another one, like don't go on Google. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then a final question is, what does being a happy mama mean to you? Oh, um, I think I, I feel like it's been a grateful mom, like just just genuinely grateful to be a mom and coming back to that quickly when, you know, and again, it's not spiritually bypassing when shit gets tough. And I always talk to soul. Like when I put her to bed, I will tell her honestly, like, you know, I want to share some things with you soul. Like, cause I want her to always, you know, feel like the value and being honest and not trying to be a positive Pete all the time and like genuinely sharing. But it's just, 
being genuinely grateful because a lot of the time we don't really have anything to worry about. Like every time I see a parent with a really sick child, I say to Eric, like my heart breaks. And you know, when we have a child who's teething, that's just so normal. Like, let's just be grateful that we have a healthy child Mm. who's growing teeth Mm. and remember, and just, just put it into perspective, you know? And so I think being happy mom means to me, like just being grateful and being in the privilege, but also, um, showing just thriving like showing soul like you know we're we're thriving more now that you're here like Mm -hmm. it's we're not thriving less now that you're here we're thriving more now that you're here like we are you know we're we're still we have so much travel book this year like she's going like everywhere around the world like we're not we're not stopping anything that she's here and she's seeing that like she's she's getting on airplane she's doing big long haul trips she's she's already done like so many she's so it's just I, I suppose it's that, like just thriving more with children and thriving more with her and just um, obviously just doing our best to keep, you know, you know, just doing whatever we can with, the, with what we have to always be grateful and thriving. Wow. I've never heard anyone describe it like that. We're thriving more now you're here. I yeah. Abs- Absolutely love that. That is going to be a new mantra of mine. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of those amazing thoughts about what's happening in the world but also what happens within motherhood. Thank you. I so appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. That was so fun. It's like my favourite thing to talk about ever. (laughs) Ditto. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. I truly believe that great things happen when we come together to support and uplift each other. So to help spread the word and build the movement, I'd love it if you could pop over and leave a review. And if you have a mama friend who'd also love this insight, please share with her. Until next time, beautiful mama. Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.